Do you want to stay up to date with the messiest drama on the internet? Or what about those crazy viral challenges? Then be sure to tune in to TMZ Verified, the podcast. I'm Wild. I'm Steph. And each week we're either breaking down the spicy viral stories or we're hanging out with the most popular influencers around. Tana Mojo is in the building. I don't even know if they're hating. They're probably just telling the truth, but we love the haters too. Sophia Franklin. Yeah, I mean, we can talk, but like, let's be real with each other, you know? Bryce Hall is here, y'all. Make some noise, people. I'm, I'm single, by the way. Right. So if you like viral drama, influencer culture, and just overall hot messiness, check out new episodes of TMZ Verified every Thursday right here on Spotify. Thesis and antithesis feels like one of the great major balances of the universe. Uh, you know, we all think in dualism, in dual ways for so many things. It's black and white, good and evil, up and down, left and right. Everything is opposed. And while there is typically a lot of gray and much more complexity than that, um, you know, sometimes if you drill down far enough... Uh, you get to bips and bops, ones and zeros, and it still feels like an on and off state, a left and right and up and down, a, a correct and a wrong, etc. And, um, you know, it gets kind of uh, <laughs> much more complex from even deeper than that. Uh, but I, I don't think many of us are really thinking on any of that sort of intensive a level. We're just kind of living in uh, more, more of those dualistic terms, thesis or antithesis. And uh, lately I've been thinking a lot about getting an increased number of comments on my YouTube channel related to, you know, calling my stuff pseudoscience or whatever, which is fine. Like, I have no problem with that. I get it. Uh, I, I, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> uh, I spent a lot of my life going through more of the antithesis route and as I'm learning a lot about uh, growth and development, integral theory, the stages model, spiral dynamics, uh, stuff like that, that uh, antithesis is just as important as a navigatable direction as, as thesis is. You know, you have an idea and then other people have an idea that, that counters that idea. Uh, what can sometimes be a challenge is not realizing that um, feeling that you're doing something unique or something special or different when really it's more of a reaction, more of a counter to something. Uh, for instance, and I hate to, I hate to bring up specifics, but um, I feel like Jordan Peterson, while he has plenty of smart things that he can say, uh, sometimes operates from this antithesis place, operates from a place of. Um, seeing what the the modern the postmodern green worldview is and because of we we have our own perceptions uh sometimes you only see the negatives of something and so you react to the negatives of something which only pervades a greater sense so like you're still contributing to it but it's like in an antithetical kind of way and so that's just a minor example but um i i grew up essentially the atheist route throughout my blue experience, my modern, not my, uh, my pre-modern traditional experience, my growth experience through, um, through conformity and through like developing expertise was more in the place of, of atheism. 
and being antithetical specifically to Catholicism, which is what I sort of grew up around. Other kinds of Christianity as well, but it was more so specifically Catholicism that I had a lot of issues with and was directly entangled with. And I think that's the thing. It's still an entanglement, right? There is, even though there's an antithesis and a thesis, in a lot of ways, it's still one organism. There's the sort of social construct movement of something. Even if you are deciding to try to move against it, it still kind of has you. You're still tethered in some sense or another. And um, I, I know that this is like, if you're in this place, it's you're probably going to get mad at me for it. <laughs> probably going to be like, this motherfucker is it's wrong. <laughs> and I totally understand because uh, I've been there and I get it. And I'm not trying to talk down either. Um, I have plenty of things that I'm antithetical to and towards. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying that being antithetical is bad. There's nothing bad about it being antithetical. It's just that um, it's important to know that thesis and antithesis are just still two focuses or two different perspectives typically on a similar thing, right? So like in the Jordan Peterson example, he's making commentary on post-modernity and a lot of wokeism and uh, sort of by proxy taking the the more conservative side. But like two sides of something, a left wing and a right wing are two sides of one bird. Uh, you know, there's still two perspectives wrapped around a single idea. That's sort of when you get to like more of spiritual concepts of like wholeness and oneness, that sort of understanding that there is a thesis and antithesis. There's a one and a zero. There's a right and a wrong. There's a left and a right. There's an up and a down. And the orientation of that is just one little piece of the puzzle, one perspective, one way of experiencing and seeing and being. And eventually the goal becomes to see more of what those perspectives are. Not over-identifying with up, but also seeing what it's like to be down. And in some cases with certain philosophies, you know, what is it like to be, to have a thesis and what is it like to be antithesis? And, you know, what I think is really helpful for introverted thinking for, for INTPs that tend to be my audience is trying much more to eliminate biases to get clearer, cleaner or clearer thinking. And, you know, examining our own biases to at least be aware to some degree if we're taking an antithetical stance to something and seeing how we're still connected to the thing, even if we're anti the thing, right? I mean, if you if you don't care about something, you just don't care about something. If you're antithetical to it, you still care about it in some way, shape or form, right? So there's I don't know what it exactly is for those who come to my channel and refer to it as pseudoscience and stuff. Um, you know, a lot of people are trying to find their own place. They're trying to find their, their tribe. Sometimes finding a tribe is finding an antithetical tribe. Sometimes it's finding a, um, you know, a thesis tribe. And I think part of it is can be signaling of like, hey, guys, I'm here. 
I'm a thesis, I'm an antithesis guy. Come hang out with me. I want to be friends. <laughs> so, I mean, I understand again, like I've done that a million times and, and that's what a lot of people do on social media. We're trying to figure out our ways to navigate because I mean, if we're not attached to something and we don't necessarily have the chops to handle being untethered, then that's terrifying. Nothingness is as a concept is terrifying if you're not, you know, if you haven't really been growing and working through it and stuff like that. So, you know, I mean, from the, the time we're a little kid, we're scared of the dark. We're scared of nothing. And uh, having nothing to tether to is to not have an identity, to not have a sense of self. If I don't stand for something or stand against something, then who am I? What am I? What is this? If I'm not a one or a zero, what the fuck? <laughs> so uh, I totally understand the the mess of that. That's like, you know, as you're climbing through the spiral or integral theory or through the stages and experiencing various states and stuff, it can be really tough to find your footing. And so the challenge is not getting too arrested by a thing, right? And I think the the antithesis tends to bring out much more anger in someone. And I think that's why I resonate with this. And I wanted to talk about the antithesis side a little bit more because that feels like more of my, more of my stuff, more of my thing is, is being antithetical, you know, like this guy's an idiot. <laughs> what a fucking dumb dumb, right? Like this pseudoscience bullshit. Look at this little Puerto Rican guy. What the fuck? Like he doesn't make any sense. You know, it's really easy. Uh, and, um, you know, part of that is, is part of something that, that I believe Carl Jung said, or I've heard him quoted or seen him quoted as, as being the one who said, um, that thinking is hard and those who aren't thinking tend to judge something to that effect. And, you know, when we spend a lot of time in up and then we experience down, we're like, what the fuck is this? Oh no, the people who live here are fucking crazy. This down stuff is weird. Oh God, what an asshole. I don't like any of this shit. Those people in the down place, don't come to the up place. Don't bring up your down stuff up here. Fuck that. I don't want to deal with this shit. No, no, no. <laughs> so I get it. And I make light of it because it's, um, it's, it's, it's just part of the, 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 the chaotic construct of what it means to be a human being. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it again. Um, just that if that's where we are, that's where we are. And I don't really know what the point necessarily of this podcast is, but, but to say that it's okay. Right. I think that's really what I'm trying to say is that whether you have a thesis or antithesis, maybe you're religious or atheist or you're more of a science-focused person versus more of a spiritual person, or, uh, you know, up versus down, left versus right, uh, whatever directions or political states or religious states or senses of identity. Maybe you're a short person, you know, like tall, skinny people. Fuck those tall, skinny people! Um, you know, you don't... I get it. I get it. I understand. That's just what we do, and it's part of being human. And, and it's okay also to not get too attached at the same time. And like the, the attachment is the scary part because the attachment part 
is like if we are very, very settled on being this very specific definition of the thing that we feel like we need to be, then often we need to mold the world around us to match that. And so that's when you start to bring in hate of any kind and starting to like attack people on the internet more and starting to become someone that feels like you're on shaky ground constantly. And so part of what I feel is important for identity exploration is is being willing to look at the nuances of who you are, who you were, who you're probably going to become, the things that you can't change, but the things that you can accept about yourself and uh, ask yourself what what would go wrong or what would change if your ideals do change? Like, are you, what are you outside of your ideals? Like, what are you in your essence? What are you as a, as a being? Like, what does that even mean? You know, uh, you know, what, what would happen if I liked the color orange instead of purple? Is that going to change who I am? Do I have to make the whole world like purple so that I can like purple. Some of that is fear that if I don't reinforce the things that I appreciate or that that's helping me grow or helping me stay on my lane, that if I don't create that atmosphere around me or change or convert people into my way of thinking, that um, it's going to be dangerous for me to exist. And that's understandable. That's very primal. But we're living a little bit more in an ideological place. We're living, I mean, we're living more in an abstract place uh, on social media, online. You know, it's not that we're in a bar yelling this at each other, though plenty of people I'm sure still are. Uh, It's all in our heads. We're creating these narratives constantly and we're reinforcing them by thinking about this person we hate so much. Um, But probably also very much love them at the same time. Uh, that's the woo-woo creeping in, but you know what I mean? Uh, I guess I just wanted to talk. I don't really know that I have a point here, um, <laughs> uh, um, which is part of the criticisms I'm sure. Cause, uh, you know, we're all trying to get somewhere. We're all being somewhere and trying to get somewhere. And I think sometimes feeling this sense of identity is a way of giving us some sort of linear direction. You know, where do I go next? What do I do? Who do I listen to? What's the next important thing? What are my values? How do I operate in this world? How do I go? You know, and that's hard. Um, and I, I and I'm saying that I experience that in myself all the time. And the reason that I kind of joke about it is because that's what I do in my own mind. I'm like joking about it. I'm like, what am I getting too attached to? What what am I feeling like I want to commit genocide for? <laughs> right. Cause like that's, those are the things that a lot of us are really wrapped up in and not realizing that we really, really want to do at our core. Like that can be the intent sometimes in the most awful way that if we get so attached to something and we want it and we want it and we want it. And if we feel like the world is threatening it, then we want to destroy those who are threatening it. And we ain't got to do all that. We just, we just ain't got to do all that. It's like, you've got to start developing a faith and trust in yourself to be adaptable, but not necessarily malleable. Adaptable is self-adaptivity. Like you're able to be adaptable 
to various situations because you've experienced various situations and you've asked yourself various questions and you check in with your own biases or your um, you've talked to someone who is of your opposing worldview and you found out that they, they didn't kill you on the spot, you know, and, but malleability is this assumption that we're going to be converted to something that we're going to have to submit to someone and therefore we're going to have to depend on them or rely on them. And we're going to lose a sense of internal freedom and all of that stuff. Cause you know, for a lot of us submitting to some sort of identity creates a lot of freedom or perceived freedom within it, right? It's the idea that if we're all playing by the same rules, then we can all play the game together. But if we're too busy fighting about the rules and we can't agree on the rules, then we're not going to be able to get along and we're never going to fight and we're never going to get our needs met and everyone's going to cry and die. And it's going to be a chaos, right? It's just everything's just going to explode. Right? <laughs> um, you know, and... Um, you know, that's, 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 I think, a challenge of allowing ourselves to trust the unconscious part of us to take care of ourselves sometimes, but to have enough awareness of what the unconscious is doing and wanting to not necessarily let it run the show. There's a wise self. There's a, there's a wise self that can know what is right for you, what is good for the world, what is good for you and good for the world, right? <clears throat> There's a wise part of you that's continuing to hopefully grow and get to know and ultimately end at, not end at, but like go towards every action and choice you make being for the greater wisdom of existence, that every choice you make could have a win-win-win, a win for you and a win for them and the win for the planet or the, or a win for, uh, our collective reality, whatever that may be. So it's a challenge to let ourselves get to this place. And I'm not saying that you need to rush to some sort of enlightenment or anything like that. That's not, there's, there's encoded messages in here <laughs> that I'm starting to understand why certain <clears throat> teachers speak the way that they do because depending on a level of development you'll be able to hear it or not you know what you hear or what you reinforce is for you to reinforce and take whatever like if you if i write a book and a thousand people read the book it's like writing a thousand stories because there are a thousand different perceptions and i can't control how someone perceives I can only be aware of the possibilities of how someone can perceive what I'm saying or writing. Um, but I can't control what you do with it. I can't control what actually gets into your mind because we're all at various levels of development and of experience and all of that stuff. So all I'm really saying is that I respect the antithesis side of things. Like if you have things that you need to say, even though I get snarky about it and I make jokes because I'm trying to have fun. Um, you're welcome here. If you have questions or if there are things that are like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like, that's totally fine. That's like, cool, man. Like I, it's, it's all a part of the whole <laughs> in, in my mind. It's all a part of, you know, the personality type 
aspect of things or personal growth side of things or whatever it is that you might be responding to. You know, there's still some sort of, you're figuring out your identity or your place with that or how you feel about it, you know? Like when you go to the up place, like where you hang out, when you go to the down place, where do you hang out? When you go to the left, what do you do and say? When you go to the right, what do you do and say? You know? And it's not necessarily about being holistically a one or a zero where that on and off is the only state states that exist, but on or off is relative to something on or off is the, like what is being triggered by the on or off. <laughs> That's the whole on or off is like, you've got the one and the zero, but it's the on and off of what, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you turn on the light or you turn off the light, but the light is the thing that's being turned on or off. And the room is being illuminated. Like it's getting into more esoteric territory, but all I'm trying to say is that it's all valid thesis, antithesis, trying to figure it out, trying to work it out. And the, I think the only thing that, that I'm hoping to provide is that, you know, you can have those thoughts or ideas. It's just like, try not to be a dick about it. That's all. <laughs> you don't have to be a dick about it. Just say like, Hey man, this doesn't make any sense. I don't, I don't know. I don't think this is for me. And if it's not, then great. You know, usually I can identify that if, if, if someone's commenting on my stuff and they're like, I don't know, there's a degree of wanting me to convince them. And I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't want to convince you that this is something you need to hear. Like go find what you need to hear. That's all. That's fine. Like I try to make my work, my podcast, YouTube channel, my writings, my art, music, whatever it is that I do, I try to make it as honest and open and perceptible as I can, but I can only do so much. And the best thing that I could do is be honest because I feel like the most, what is most personal is most universal. And so I'm just trying to be honest. I'm trying to be real about where I am, what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling about it, how I'm feeling about whatever. And if you resonate, great. If you don't, great. You know, cause that's also a signal. These are just signals on and off states are signals. If you don't like the off state, then go find the on state. If you don't like the on state, go find the off state. And then when you get comfortable there, maybe you can find an on state with something else and feel what that feels like. And then you start to be more comfortable exploring the whole of it. Like, okay, what is this switch like when it's on? What is it like when it's off? What's it like being in a one? What's it like being in a zero up, down, left, right, etc. Um, and I'm speaking very abstractly because that's just, it's where my brain be right now. So, uh, that's, what's honest for me at the moment. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I got a lot of stuff going in my brain and, um, I'm getting prepared to go to Orlando next week. I'm going to be busy filming with my friends at personality hacker for profiler training. And, um, so, you know, you can follow on the Twitters and stuff at let's go see notes. Maybe I'll post some pictures and stuff and, uh, all that fun stuff. We do have courses for INTPs at happychemicals.org. You can go check that out. I also have a uh, secret podcast about input process output, which is about like 
being willing to sort of perceive information, process information, and then sort of a creative process sort of podcast series about sort of the fundamentals of, of perceiving, processing, and then, you know, outputting. So you can go check that out by signing up for that email list. I think that's it for now. That was cathartic, at least for me. I hope it was good for you. <laughs> uh, let me know if you have any comments um, on YouTube. You could certainly leave a comment or hit me up at Christian at happychemicals.org if you have any questions. Uh, like, subscribe, share, all that fun stuff. And we also have a th super thanks button on the YouTube where you can leave $2, $5, even $50 if you're a whale. And if you're a whale, you should probably breathe. Make sure you can breathe. Um, and I'm also impressed that you can listen to a podcast if you're a whale. Um, that'd be awesome. I, I could use some, some support, uh, financially and keep on, keep it on. So I appreciate you. Thanks for listening. And I'll catch you next time on dopamine and other happy chemicals. I have been Christian Rivera and will remain that way at least for a little while until next time. See ya.